My name is Merrill Zubro, President and CEO of Mark Research and the Chair-Elect of the MS Marketing Research Program at Michigan State. Really excited today to be part of Spartan Insights. Spartan Insights is a series of podcasts that I'll be hosting and interviewing one of the 350 alumni and 40 board members from the Michigan State Marketing Research Program. Today's guest on Spartan Insights is Sophia Wright, Senior Analyst, Net Promoter Score, Consumer Insight, Customer Engagement, and Loyalty at Delta Airlines. Sophia, thanks so much for being a guest on Spartan Insights. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm excited to be a part of it. So let, let's get right into it. So how'd you get into this crazy research insight industry? Great question. So in high school, I was really interested in marketing. I took a marketing class. The thing that intrigued me about marketing was understanding why consumers do what they do, why they think the way that they do, why they pick certain brands over others. I was really interested in that train of thought behind consumers that ultimately drive a business's growth or decline. So that's why I ended up choosing marketing. After getting into the business school, I had this summer of kind of just craziness where I went from having a two to three week study abroad, um, which was marketing focused and then jumping straight into an internship at Discover Financial Services in their marketing program. And I think that that was really a defining summer for me. The first few weeks at the study abroad, I learned from a lot of um, upper level classmen that were interested in the MSMR program, had talked about the MSMR program and all that it could offer. So that's where I really understood that there was this world out there that was actually specifically focused on that psychology aspect of consumers and tracking and understanding how they think. And then during that summer, I was placed in the internal creative agency um, at Discover Financial Services. And one of my, my actual um, intern project was understanding millennials, but I did that through a series of different market research projects. So they had paid McKinsey and company to come in and do uh, specific focus groups and studies and quantitative work which we got a report from. So that was kind of the fundamental kind of guiding light of my intern project. And then we also did more fun, but very relaxed focus group through the internship to kind of gauge if the recommendations that we were putting out there would even align with the chain of thought that our interns had. And I think going about this, I had a great mentor at the company and he really pushed me to think differently. And I think that's where it really opened up to this research world of not just making blind judgments, but understanding your consumers enough to make sure that the decisions you're making aligns with what they want. That was kind of my first step. And I think every experience I had after that, I was constantly measuring back to that experience and that level of interest I had in that project. Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, you, your background is really, I really enjoyed reading about it because, you know, you've had three different internships, right? You were in the travel, retail, and financial services, which three different verticals. I mean, some people have three or four internships, but it's in within the same space. You didn't do that. So I'm curious, and especially for the listeners at Michigan State, can you just talk a little bit about a takeaway from each of those experiences? Yeah, absolutely. I think each of them were extremely unique and I, I actually really value the companies that are at. Like you said, they were in different industries, but I think they were each unique in the industry that they were in. My first one was at Discover Financial Services. And like I said, I was in their internal creative agency, 
What I think I learned there is um, it was Discover had no brick and mortar stores. So everything that they did was online, um, online banking, online card services. That's where, again, like understanding the consumer and understanding what you're providing to them, um, their customer service. I think that that was very interesting to see how they operate when you're talking about a consumer's trust and their money. That's one of the things they value the most. Um, and not to have that face-to-face -face interaction is pretty big in that industry. So. I really loved how much the company was kind of guiding this unknown space and really using consumer research to understand like how do we build trust as a brand when we can't make that face-to-face -face connection. I thought that they had a really interesting approach. In the financial services industry um, as a whole, things are pretty defined. There's a lot of rules and regulations behind what they do. Even when we thought about a piece of creative work that we wanted to produce, there was a lot of legal rounds of revisions that had to take place. So I think that that was one of the things that kind of deterred me away from the industry because I felt like I couldn't really push the needle as much. I think Discover is a company that's doing a really good job of it. And there are a couple others out there, but I think financial services really depends a lot on trust um, when it comes down to it. And that was my biggest takeaway there. Then I moved into the retail industry and I was at TJX Companies, which is a parent company of TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods. And again, they're a unique player in the space. They are not your typical brick and mortar company. And it was just even interesting to see coming from a company that had no brick and mortar stores going to one that was primarily brick and mortar, just that contrast and approach and strategy. But I think there, like you look at traditional companies like Kohl's, Macy's, anything you find in a mall, and their strategy is, you know, big season hits, maximizing on trends, huge sales that come at the end of the season. Whereas TJX, their strategy was more to kind of maximize on a consumer's want of a scavenger hunt of that feeling that a consumer gets when they find something that intrigues them and makes their day and, and for a good deal, makes them want to purchase it. And also kind of the fear of like missing out if they put it back, are they going to be able to come again and get it for a different price or they, will they even be able to find it? So I think that that was a really interesting aspect of the program and seeing, you know, what products turn. I would say with retail, one of the most interesting things about it was looking at trends and understanding there was all these macro level trends that we hear about and even the micro level ones more specific to the retail industry. You can hear about like things like gold masks and then I was in health and beauty department, but you put those on the shelves and if you didn't do it in the right way, it could really impact how quickly they turn in our stores. So that was really interesting. And then I come to travel and it's a whole different experience. And again, I think Delta is really pushing the needle on customer experience. And so it's really exciting to be at a company that is willing and motivated to do that. So I think what's really interesting about travel for me is that you have a complete mix of consumers that are all looking and all coming together for one similar experience. I think travel is something that I always knew from a consumer point of view. So being behind the scenes and understanding all that takes place to get one flight from A to B and also how do you maximize the customer's experience and love towards a brand as you do that has been really intriguing. That's great. You know, let's, let's segue right into your current job. So we know you had those three internships. You picked Delta. 
Mm-hmm. Let's start with this NPS. Let, let's talk. Why don't you just give a quick 20 second definition of what that means? Because I'm sure that I mean, it's kind of one of the buzzwords, right, Sophia, in, in, in the insights world. And I'm not sure everybody knows what that is. So why don't you give a quick definition of what that is? And then if you could get into your roles and responsibility right now with your current job, that'd be great. Yeah. So NPS essentially, it's an indication of satisfaction with your consumers as they travel with you or as they experience your brand. It's simply the question in the survey, how likely are you to recommend X brand to your friends or family members? So if you receive a survey from Delta, it's the first question that's asked. Typically, like I said, it's used as a high-level metric to understand, A, how your customer satisfaction is tracking over time and also how it compares to other brands. So yeah, I w- am currently a NPS analyst at Delta and um, the last year on this team has been really interesting. We've been changing a lot and the dynamic of the team has been changing a lot or the focus on NPS throughout the company has been heightened. So it's been a really interesting space to navigate. Day to day, a lot of my role consists of analyzing data from big data sets. So so a lot of my day today now is running different SAS and SQL queries to consolidate data to use to address different business questions and help drive business strategy. That's great. So let me ask you, how many times would you say you've traveled in the past year? Probably around like 15. Okay, so that's a fair amount. It's a pretty big sample size. So the travel industry, specifically the airline industry, because I, I travel quite a bit. I mean, full disclosure, I probably have, and I'm in Dallas. So, you know, obviously American is the hub here. If I was in yeah. Atlanta, I would obviously take your terrific airline, but I don't take it that <laughs> much because I'm here. And I mean that only with love. Um, so I, I think I have now, I'm up to about 2.5 million miles on American Airlines. Yeah, I'm, I'm platinum for the next four lives, I guess. So here's my question. So when you're traveling with your family or with friends, sorority sisters, what, whatever, you're in the travel industry, um, but now you're a consumer, right? So you almost take your professional hat off, you throw your consumer hat on, and now you're sitting on the, the plane and stuff like that. Is that a funny place for you to be, like kind of looking it around and, and is everybody having fun and how they handling the delays or mechanical? Are you finding yourself kind of looking around and kind of doing a little bit of research on your own? Because that's got to be a funny thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, travel has always been a huge part of my life and I really was interested in travel from a consumer perspective and that's why I was interested in Delta Airlines. Now that I'm on the other end of it, we, you hear about all these initiatives that are taking place. We do something where we measure satisfaction along the travel ribbon so we can see from each section, whether it be boarding, in-flight, on-time arrival or departures, deplaning, all those different things, we see A, how they interact with each other, how one influences the other, and also how those influence overall NPS or overall customer satisfaction. So it's been really interesting because to your point, when we are focusing in on some of these specific questions with the business units, as I'm flying, you'll tend to pick up on small things that I think as a consumer, sometimes I wonder if they're picking up on. 
So sometimes I have that employee hat on, but other times I try and act just like a consumer and like be completely zoned out. Um, two good examples of that was we were looking at different ways to increase satisfaction among our boarding process. So that's really interesting because we did, that was when I was an intern on the market research team, but we had done some focus groups and to hear what people were saying and then to sit at a gate and look around and see it come to life. You could really like match the validity of that small focus group with what was actually happening in real life. And then I think the second experience I actually recently had was I was flying transatlantic and our flight got delayed. And we've done a lot of work around service recovery and how we bounce back when maybe something goes wrong. That was both, again, when I was a market research intern on that team, we had done a huge qual and quant study. And now on the MPS team, recovery from service failure is a metric that we track really consistently and focus on every month. So to see how the flight attendants were handling that, the messages that they were communicating, is really interesting to match try and get a gauge on how much that was impacting the overall experience for the customers. I told someone we try and give advice to newbies as they come to Delta and I said to someone like some of the best information that you can get that can really help your job here is when you travel either talking to other employees you see around you and also other customers that you sit next to on a plane or in the gate area um, you can just learn so much from what their top of mind thoughts are without even saying you're an employee or sometimes if you do say you're an employee you get a lot of feedback but just hearing that and making sure you're constantly connected to that customer lens is really special i think it is fascinating to me because I believe that human nature is to discuss the negative mm -hmm. first, right? Yeah. So if you have a great flight, if you have an on-time arrival or even early and the plane can pull up actually to the gate because, you know, the proverbial, hey, the good news, bad news, good news is we just got here 20 minutes early. The bad news is we can't move because we're on the runway because there's another plane at our gate. Yeah. But I think that it's hard because... Most people don't like flying. They, they don't like the whole experience with all the delays. They don't like the, you know, the boarding process can be a little challenging. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've got to check my bag. You know, I'm in a hurry and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think most people can go negative quickly before they go positive. It's funny because on every flight that I get off, I actually make a point to thank the pilot, which is just that little thing. But I, it's fascinating. I, I think you're in a really cool industry and to be able to take insight and push customer service to the next level because that is really, really cool and can be impactful. I mean, a lot of people won't, who are in research or insights, they won't be able to see the fruits of their labor where you will. You know yeah. you'll be working on certain kind of new concepts for Delta Airlines and you'll be able to see those integrated within the business, which is really, really cool. So, Sophia, are you, you involved both in quantitative and qualitative? And it, are you actually a trained moderator as well or not yet? No, not yet. Um, it's a good question. So when I, one of the primary re reasons I actually wanted to do the MSMR program was to move a little bit away from like big data polls. That's what my retail industry experience was in. And I liked it, but I, what I really loved understanding was that kind of story and the reason why that people were thinking the way that they do. And sometimes you can get snippets of that from data polls and big data, but I think having that qual lens is really what intrigued me. 
So my first experience at Delta was actually as an intern on the market research team. In that space, I was doing both qual and quant studies. So usually a lot of the studies for that team are outsourced. So we rely on a lot of different vendors, but attending focus groups, in-depth interviews, launching internal SkyMile surveys. We did a few different like tracking studies um, throughout someone's experience. So like app survey um, kind of with panels. So different things like that. So you had a really good mix of qual and quant. And then when my internship came to an end, open headcount was really on the NPS team. Now I'm in more of that big data space um, and I don't get as much of the qual side of things. So that's a little bit of a bummer with my current role, but I think what's really cool is we still do the qualitative on our team, um, both market research and MPS report into our consumer insight function. And so they're still producing all these really cool studies and they make it available for the whole team and they'll do debriefs about these different studies. So it's all available if I want to go through and read the report and understand what happens. And what we've actually started doing We've been doing kind of like strategic playbooks for different areas of the, the company and we've been blending what we're seeing from an NPS quant side with what we know from a qual side um, on the market research side to add more color and dimension to the insights and recommendations that we're giving. So that's definitely been a favorite piece of work that I'm currently doing. Oh, that's great. All right. So thinking about your time at Michigan State, do you have a favorite class, a favorite memory, a favorite project you worked on? Anything you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. I would say probably my favorite class was I love, um, I actually loved too. I loved Professor Bryson's and Professor Wilson's class. I think coming from a marketing background, I had always been really interested in this blend of like how do you take what a company is doing from a marketing standpoint and blend that in with understanding your consumers? My other marketing classes at a high level kind of got at, but it didn't cover the research aspect of how you understand your consumers at each stage of your marketing process. So I think having that was a really great blend and it just really captured my focus. It filled in a lot of gaps that I had had coming from my undergrad. I think what I loved about Professor Wilson's class though was really developing my analytical skills. Even though my last experience in retail before starting the program had been very data heavy, it was a lot of systems that generated and populated the information for you. You were just kind of taking the information and working with what was produced. But what I think I really loved about Professor Wilson's class was honing in on my analytical experience and developing them more and connecting them back to the research that was being done. So I really enjoyed those two classes. In terms of favorite memories, I think all the times that you hang out with your friends or I think one of the great things about Michigan State, and I say it to so many people, and actually my little sister is applying to colleges right now, so I'm trying not to bias her opinion towards Michigan State, but <laughs> I, what I was saying to her is just Michigan State has an environment and atmosphere that feels like home and you collaborate and everyone's there to help each other. I remember the times where... You know, I was with my friends or even with my MSMR peers and you're staying up, you're at the library, you're trying to get through a project, you're trying to figure out how to make it work. And that collaboration and that encouragement, I think is really special. And there's a lot of great memories to be had while you're there. So um, I really hope students like take the chance to make as many memories as possible. That's great. All right, last question, Sophia. Give the students one takeaway, one piece of advice, one best practice, one something that you'd like to leave them with. 
as they as they continue through the program and then march on into their early stages of their career. My biggest piece of advice is to always stay true to yourself. I think especially I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of students recently and I kind of hear the same thing over and over again of, you know, I've heard that I should be doing this or my peers are doing this or when I look it up online, like the recommendation is. I think really understanding yourself and understanding what's important to you. One thing I, I quickly realized was what beyond a professional standpoint is important to me and how do I make sure I have a work-life balance that allows me to yep. both show like to be such a good person outside of work and to have such a great life outside of work that when I come to work, I'm really being my best self and putting myself out there um, and showing my true colors. And I think that students so many times are concerned with what they should be doing that I think just really sticking true to yourself and making sure you know what's important and trusting your gut, that will get you really far. And there's no wrong choice, really. You go through many different decisions in life, but nothing's permanent. You can always go back and change things or go down a different career path or change jobs, change companies. Um, it's not permanent, even if it feels like it is. And if you trust yourself, then you'll lead yourself in the right direction. Yeah, I think it's well said. I mean, I'll be presenting as a guest lecturer next week at Michigan State, and one of the things I'm going to talk about is work-life balance, yeah. um, and that is so critical, and if you have bad work-life balance, uh, bad things will happen in a part of your life. So yeah. thanks, Sophia. I really appreciate your time today on Spartan Insights. My name is Merrill Dubrow, and thanks for listening.